Welcome to DustinsTravels.com, your home to fun, exciting travel adventures. And now your host, Dustin Saidi. Uh, so then we spent the next four days in Kruger National Park. And mm-hmm. this, was, this was hard to research because everywhere I looked, everything had five-star reviews. All over <laughs> TripAdvisor, all over everything. So Which it, is a good dilemma. It's a good dilemma to have. But I, it was, at the same time, it was kind of hard to figure out, well, what do I do to get the best experience? What's the best value that I can do sure. here? Sure, yeah. Um, so what I learned was to there's there seem to be sort of like two sort of ways you could go on an african safari one is you can go into the park itself so you could sort of stay outside the park like in a hotel or something like that mm-hmm. and then go into the park itself with either a guide or driving on your own you can rent your own cars and right. go in and there. that's specifically if you have small children for example you want to make sure that they're as safe as possible because the other safari cars are open um so that's just something to note. Yeah, well, so you could drive in on your own with a car that you rent, and you just go on your own, uh, which sounds kind of cool, but I don't think it would be that cool because you don't always know where to go. Yeah, you, you don't have the guide. It's better to have a guide because the guides really explain a lot of things oh, yeah. too. Which they're is very really knowledgeable cool. and very passionate about what they're doing, so it's it's a great addition to the safari. Yeah, and s- certain sounds that you may hear that you won't think anything of, they'll know, like... We were at a place and our guide heard a sound and he looked and he said, oh, that's a leopard sound. There's a leopard yeah, near us. Yeah, And even just like the eye, I don't think we're as trained to, to spot things, right? And they have been doing this for a very long time. So before you know it, you know, they already found certain animals that I would have never even noticed. Yeah, and the guides a lot of times talk to each other. So they kind of, yeah, oh yeah, we saw a leopard over here this morning, which you'll never know if you went on right, your own. Exactly. So... That's one way to do it, is to get your own car, get a guide, and kind of go into the park. Now, we did not do that, um, and the reason we didn't do that is because I heard it was a little more crowded. You might have, like, a bunch of cars. If you see a giraffe or a lion, you have a bunch of cars over there near this near this thing. Um, and you kind of have to go in and out every single day, and it's it seemed to be more crowded, less... Um, it seemed cool, but not as cool. Like, if you're going to go all the way to Africa and spend all the money to go there... Yeah. I think you really got to, if you can, try to go high end. Right. So that was, again, the actual Kruger National Park. That was in Kruger National Park. So what, what the second thing you can kind of do is... And which is what we did. No, we didn't do that. Oh, sorry. So what we did was the second thing I'm going to say, yeah. which was... Um, yeah, the next thing. You go to a private game reserve. Yeah, now, that's, that's what we did. That's what we did. Yeah, yes. exactly. Now... When I first looked at private game reserve, I'm like, is that like a zoo or is that kind of just like an open safari that's fenced in, like something kind of fake? It's not really a safari, like a <laughs> private game reserve. And what I figured out was it's not like that at all. Yeah. It's sort of like you have this giant Kruger National Park area and then adjacent to that are these still open areas, but they are owned by private right. um, individuals. Exactly. But and- they're still part of Kruger. They're still they're part of the uh, on the outskirts. Yeah, they're called they're called part of Kruger National Conservatory rather mm-hmm. than actual the park, but they're yeah. right adjacent to it. And um, yeah, exactly. And so there's a bunch of them. I think there's like ten thousand of them or something. Oh wow! And I, I think people can go hunt at some of them, um, or you can go just go sightsee and look at the animals at some of them. Right. Uh, but these are anything but a zoo. These are right. anything but a sort of controlled cured, thing. Right. Yeah. It's it's basically an African safari, but they're just in private areas, which I think was nicer because not anybody can go into these private game reserves. Yeah, so they're uh, more intimate. 
Yeah, for I think we were we were, we stayed at what's called Kapama, K A P A M A, private game reserve. It's sixty four square miles, and they only have twenty cars out. I think at a time twenty was it or more? I than think that? so. Yeah, maybe, it was more than that. maybe a little bit more, maybe but I think only two or three cars were allowed where wherever they found animals engaging in certain activities which kept it very private and very intimate yeah so each basically each car will will be in a certain section of the park on a certain day so the cars don't get all overcrowded right um so you're always seeing something new and um and it's not super crowded and all the guys are talking to each other so they know where to go exactly and we're in our own private car yeah um and you still get the same experience because these animals are completely wild it's not like the guides have trackers on them and know exactly where they're going to yeah. be. They're yeah, still exactly. trying to figure out where they are. Um, we we didn't see a live kill, but we almost saw <laughs> one, I think, like a couple of times. Yeah. Um, we, we saw hyenas attacking vultures over, over a dead prey and trying to fight with them, which right. is really, really right. cool. Um, so that's, and I think that's a better way to go. And what you'll do if, in that kind of case, you actually stay in a private resort. Usually they're going to be all inclusive. Yeah, and they're beautiful. And the service is great. They're beautiful. The service is great. And it's just really, um, I think, a nice way to go on an African safari. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what they'll typically do is, well, if you do it that way, you get, it includes everything, right? Um, including two game drives a day. You do a morning mm-hmm. game drive and an evening game drive. So we're kind of right at sunset and then right, I'm sorry, sunrise, right at sunrise and right before sunset. Like around sunset. 6 a.m. Yeah. And the reason to, they do that is because that's when the animals are most active. Right. During the day, it can get hot, and they just sort of lounge around or hide in the shade. Yeah, it's harder to so find So it's better them. to do yeah. it at that time. Yeah. Exactly. Also, another thing that we forgot to mention is that in the actual safari car, um, there's about, what, like six to eight people that fit in one car. So if you have a larger party, for example, we were five people, so we had our own car because we were a larger group. But if you're traveling with one other person, so it's two or three of you, you might be in the car with another group potentially. So yeah. just something to note there, yeah. depending on your group size. Yeah, and you depending on when you go, you might get it on your own, but if you request it, they, they were very accommodating, oh, yeah. I think, with kind of any of your requests and whatnot. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. Let, let's talk about some of the animals that we saw. Sure. So they, do you remember what the big five are? Um, elephants, rhinos, rhinos, lions, leopards, and African Cape buffalo. Okay. And basically what the big five is, and I didn't know this until I got there, and I've been watching Discovery Channel type videos <laughs> on this. Um, the big five are the five most dangerous animals to hunt on foot. And we saw all five of those. In fact, within the first couple hours, we saw our first leopard. Um, yeah, which was really lucky for us to see that right away. Most people don't even see leopards because they're just so rare. Um, but yeah. we were very fortunate. Yeah, leopards are one of the hardest to spot because mm-hmm. they are just masters of hiding. Yeah. And I remember when we went to Brazil uh, years yeah. ago, we tried to find a leopard. We never were able to right, find Right, exactly. Uh, so we saw leopards. We saw African Cape buffalo, a whole herd and of And we them. saw leopards and cubs too. So it was, I believe, two adults, two adult Two adolescent leopards, yeah. Yeah, which is really cool and really cute to see the different stages. Um, Anyway, and then we saw... So we saw African Cape Buffalo. Yeah, which are massive. I was so amazed by their, you know, their horns. And then part of it is covering their, because their brain as protection. And they're actually considered the most dangerous animals in Africa. 
more than lions and anything because they have such high testosterone. <laughs> if they True. if you come close to them or they see you or whatever, they will charge you and they just they get angry and charge you and they with no remorse, they'll just come after yeah. you. Um even lions are scared of the pack of them together, right? Yeah, oh yeah, they'll try to avoid them. Sometimes they'll attack an isolated, you know, bull, but they'll right. avoid it. Yeah. Um we also got to see kind of a skull, uh, African cape buffalo <laughs> skull and kind of yeah. I put it on my head, I took a little picture. That was pretty fun. Um, <clears throat> we also saw giraffes, uh, baby giraffes, adult giraffes. We saw giraffes about to mate, which is really incredible to see the whole action going on. Um, and That's, they're just so gorgeous. Giraffes are one of my favorite because the way they move is so elegant. It's almost like in slow-mo the way they're moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we did come around. So we came around a corner and we saw a giraffe with its penis erect yeah. ready to get on another female and yeah. i i think our guy yeah we got, got a little too close we probably scared him but they were yeah we almost got to see that yeah. that would have been really cool it's really cool yeah and and it's super close it's not like you're far away you're really close to the animals and i guess they're used to seeing the safari cars so it's something to note and the safari uh guides are very experienced so they know um you know the distance to keep and the signals that the animals portray but anyway yeah and, and if you've never done this or heard about it it's totally safe to do to go on these yeah, because definitely. even in open air cars we had our tracker who was sitting on the front kind of this open seat right in front of these elephants and lions right. and whatever um it's totally safe that they are used to the cars like you said and the cars um have never really been a threat to them and they don't smell like food so the mm -hmm. the animals just kind of look at it as if it's there but they don't right pay much attention to it right now you should never get out of the car because they treat they will react to you very differently on foot than if right, you are exactly, in a vehicle exactly. um but yeah but so we did see giraffes mating but we did see lions mating yes that was incredible to see you know lions going at it um it was only really quickly that they mated like 30 seconds or something like that mm -hmm. and the lioness was just laying on the floor she looked really tired and it was interesting to learn that lions mate for about 400 times in a week or something like that during the the time period that the lioness is actually trying to get pregnant. And they don't mate for pleasure, which was something interesting that I learned as well about animals. Yeah, only two animals, I think, or three animals mate for yeah, pleasure. Yeah, dolphins, dolphins and humans, I believe. Yeah, I think there's one other one. I can't remember, though. But yeah... Um, they basically wake up, mate for a minute, and then go back to sleep. And we were fortunate enough to be able to catch yeah. that. I got it all on video. It's all on our Instagram <laughs> and our YouTube. It'll be there. Um, but yeah, that was really, really cool. What was your favorite animals that you saw? Um, I love elephants. I think my sister believes that that's her spirit animal. And so it was, <laughs> as weird as it sounds, it was like kind of like an extension of seeing my sister there. You know, elephants are very intelligent animals, very emotional animals. And we, we got to see a pack of them, you know, baby elephants trying to, to feed themselves, learning the process of picking up items with their trunk. And uh, their ears are massive and they're just so beautiful. Um, so I really loved elephants, I would say. Mine, mine were probably the lions and the giraffes, but mm -hmm. one of the coolest experiences I think we had over there was with the hyenas. Oh, yes. That was, I would say that was my honorable mention, maybe. Yeah. And something incredible I learned about hyenas is that they're actually matriarchal. Most animals, and even, of course, human society, is ruled by the male, right? 
but hyenas are the opposite. So the female of the pack will be the leader, and they actually have pseudo penises, which they use to control the males. And it was really interesting to see how they bond and how they protect their their little hyenas and they hunt. Um, yeah, so I was really shocked to learn all these facts about hyenas that I, I don't really associate with them, you know, being powerful animals, but actually they are. Yeah, and hyenas get a bad rap because of the Lion King, and <laughs> yeah. because they also have that evil laugh. Oh, yeah. Um, but they are, at some level, it's, it's the matriarchal, which sounds more evolved than some of the other, <laughs> yeah. other societies. But one of the coolest experiences we had, too, was when we came up upon this water hole, we saw two giraffes nervously walking around the water hole. Mm-hmm. And they were looking at something, and we looked over to where they were looking, we saw a dead carcass there. Yeah. And it was pretty fresh, and you don't normally see that, because once there's a carcass there, the animals right, will go at it, it, and they'll fight right. for it. And this was pretty fresh, so we're like, oh, this must have recently just happened. And then before you know it, a soup of vultures came and started eating the carcass. And then two minutes later, three hyenas came racing onto the scene. Right. And they started going at it with the vultures over the carcass. That yeah, was really, that really was cool. Incredible. That, was, that might be mm-hmm. my favorite experience that we had there. Yeah, and I think that was maybe the last day on our last day there, mm-hmm. or the day before we left. So it was a really cool way to end the safari trip, uh, seeing something very different. Like yeah. animals just, you know, kind of like... Um, Kind of like you see on the shows. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. exactly. Hyena versus vulture. Yeah, exactly. Um, Another thing I really liked was the hippos. Um, Oh, yeah. So buffalo are the most dangerous, but hippos actually kill the most humans Mm -hmm. um, because they're extremely territorial and they need their water. And if you ever catch a hippo, get between a hippo and his water he will come at you. Yeah. And we saw, I don't know, 10 hippos in the water and they, they were doing that stereotypical yawn where you see their big mouths open up and close which is really really cool which you know i really wanted that experience and we got to see that for me what caught my attention about the hippos was the sound they made it was so i don't know from guttural i don't know that's the word the bellows yeah i don't Uh, you know just from like the the guts gut yeah and it almost sounded like a big truck making a noise or something like that. So it was really intimidating, actually, to to hear them going after each other. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they're such powerful animals, and it was just so cool seeing them um, over there too. And um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, um, just overall, it was such an amazing experience because I I think one of the big powerful things too for me was. I was we were out in nature and this was so raw and so different than like a city life with yeah. buildings and roads and just during the day I'll never walk on earth right I'm in my shoes and right. I'm walking on streets or right, going to a car exactly. I'll never walk on like green earth or really be in green earth and just to be out there in nature raw nature this is like what these animals were doing hundreds of thousands of years ago yeah and to be able to experience that and be part of that it sort of connects this connected me with this deeper level of mother earth that like i don't normally experience and probably haven't experienced in years and it it's part of me like felt like if i started to stay there longer i'd start to get very attached to it and yeah, fall in love with sure. it for sure because i feel like even though it was just a couple of days in kapama the reserve we were already like so in love with it i i felt like a very spiritual connection to it and i love watching this the sunrise and the sunset um and just seeing the whole circle of life again, you know, it's as Disney as that sounds. But, um, and I'm a vegetarian and I saw an animal being eaten, but yet I didn't feel like, oh my God, like, 
let's you know bad lion or bad hyena it was just beautiful to see the whole thing interacting in its natural form and how nothing goes to waste yeah exactly everything gets you anything you know it's human beings who are wasteful it's human beings who are driving animals to extinction so it was really powerful and really humbling to to have that realization yeah that's that's a good point too because in the last 50 to 100 years like these animals have been around for hundreds of thousands of years and sometimes longer and in the last 50 to 100 years we've driven off so much so many of these populations there's only like very few rhinoceros left and just like i think that's really really sad it just shows you how unappreciative and really how unconnected we as a human race are to mother exactly um okay so okay so just uh let's give a little more details on the african safari in terms of where we stayed and what we did so there's many, 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 many different game reserves you can do. And yeah. some of them are more high-end and more expensive. Some of them will be less expensive. Uh, we stayed at Kapama, and we stayed at the Buffalo Lodge. Yes, highly I, recommended. Yeah, And, and I, we actually stayed in two, right? Buffalo yeah, Camp and which was Southern Camp and also okay. the Buffalo okay. Lodge. Buffalo Camp. Um, so, yeah, Kapama Game Reserve has five different places you could stay. Some are very high-end, some are less high-end, but they're all amazing. Right. Um, you, can't, you really, and, I, and this is why I get they had so many good reviews, because you really can't go wrong yeah. um, on it. Um, another one I heard that was great was Sabi Sands, S-A-B-I-S-A-N-D-S. That was a little more high-end, but also seemed very nice. But honestly, I wish I could tell you where to go and which one, but all of them are really, really good. Um, to stay at, you really can't go wrong. Um, I use TripAdvisor to sort of figure that out, which ones to go. But if you if you want like a solid one for sure, I mean you can't go wrong with Kapama K A P A M A, or um, that that's where we stayed, and I would highly recommend it. Again, Savvy Sand seemed to be another good one as well. Um, so there was a bunch there that you that you could really book, and they're all seem to be great. Yeah. Um, anything else to share about the African safari? Um, I think we covered it all pretty much. The only thing I maybe didn't mention was tipping at the end of your stay there. Um, like most places, gratuity is not included. Um, so just keep that in mind. And I don't know how much was the requested rate or suggested rate for that. Oh, um, I don't know. Like... 50 bucks, 70 bucks today or something like that. Okay, I, uh, I want to talk about the cost real quick. Right. So where you stay will vary on the cost. And obviously, if you're going to private game reserve and you're doing all-inclusive, it's going to be a little more expensive. Right. Um, let me think here real quick. We've had five people. That's not too bad at all. So we So for five people to go to Kapama Game Reserve, Buffalo Camp, the way we did it, it was about $10,000. So two thousand dollars for per, per person, person for four nights. So at, that's at a very high end. Beautiful. It includes your food, yeah. includes your game drives, everything. So it's like five hundred bucks a night. So you're staying at a nice high end hotel, but you're going to African Safari. You're getting the the guides. It's like first class service. Great food. Uh, great food. I, I think it was the way to go. To be honest with you, and it's not super expensive. I think um, compared to some hotels you could stay in and pay another hundred bucks for food and you're not paying for the safaris and all that right um just in yeah so do do wanted to mention that oh best times to go to kruger national park um we went in november and it was great 
Um, I guess if you look online or whatever, they tell you to kind of go between March and October. Uh, it's the dry season. Um, but November was fantastic. It does start to get a little bit hot because the summer is during that time. So we got a little bit lucky. It wasn't too hot. Um, but either way, you're doing morning and game drives anyway. Right. So you're not out during the middle of the day that much. Right. Um, during the rest of the time, you're kind of chilling and having lunch and just, just hanging out. Not chilling, like literally, but just hanging out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, did we miss anything for the African no. safari? But I would also say if if $500 a night is not in your budget, there's definitely other places that are much cheaper than Kapama Reserve, which where we stayed. Um, so just know that, that there's options depending on your budget. Yeah. Um, oh, so how much time should they spend there? I think four days was great. Yeah, it was beautiful. You could even probably do three days, but I think when you go there, you really start to fall in love yeah. on that fourth day. Yeah. So don't miss that fourth day. Right. Um, I did meet, so we did meet that girl on the plane and she went super low budget on African Safari. So she went very opposite. And what she did, there's some places inside Kruger National Park that she stayed that were like these hostels and they yeah. were solar powered. So she wouldn't always be able to charge her phone and all that. But she said she stayed there for like, I don't know, a few bucks a day at some of these places. So wow. that is another way to go about it. Um, completely 180. So if you're on a budget, you want to go budget travel, you for sure can do that and go on an African sport. You got to get there, of course, which is, you know, you got to pay for the flights and get there. Um, but that was another interesting way to go about it. Yeah. Do you remember the name of the airport when we fly in there? Yeah, we flew into Haute Spreed. So we flew from Cape Town. You can go from Johannesburg as well into Haute Spreed. H-O-E-D-S-P-R-U-I-T airport. And uh, Kapama picked us up from the airport. And the reserve is actually right next right. to the airport. So they took exactly. us straight in. Very oh, good. Did yes. we talk about the night out, the camp out? We're going to do that in a separate episode. Okay. But that's another option that you can do, sleeping outside, and it's magical. And we will talk about that in next week's episode. Karina and I sleeping out in the middle of an African wilderness. Stay tuned, and thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you all for listening to that episode of Dustin's Travels. Please share it with your friends, your family, your followers, your people, your peeps, everyone, and anyone that might be interested in this topic. Please share it with them, and we would greatly, greatly appreciate it so we can continue to share our traveling love with more and more of you.